Welcome back, everyone, to another HB podcast, number 18 episode of the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex. I'm Bud Kennedy. 188. 188? Yeah. All right, let's let's get those numbers up, Steve. (laughs) I'm Bud Kennedy. Uh, Steve Wilson. (laughs) Thank you, Steve, very much. All right, we're starting out on a good foot. Our our, our guest today is going to talk about tacos in Texas. You know, you've heard Mondo Rayo's you know, podcast, his uh, shows on the Texas Standard, his episodes. Uh, he has a series that's being broadcast on public radio stations. Let's welcome El Paso taco expert, Mondo Rayo. Hi, y'all. How are you doing? <laughs> Howdy, y'all, from El Paso. It's, it's, from it's Austin, time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mondo, the, the way I pitched this show, I, I said, we're going to answer the question, uh, are tacos now Texas official state food instead of barbecue or chili. Do you have an opinion on that? Oh, I do. I do. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you that, you know, um, it's, it, you know, when you think about it, you know, how, how often people eat chili, maybe once during the winter, a couple times, uh, barbecue. Hey, I love barbecue. Are you kidding me? I was born and raised here in Texas. Um, and, but that's like, you know, that's a monthly thing. It's a monthly commitment. I just, I just had cheese enchiladas with chili con carne today. You mean people don't eat chili? I guess maybe not as much. Okay, all right. Not, well, you're talking about the Texas chili, you yeah, know, the special exactly. food. So then, so then, like when you think about like how many taco trucks and how many restaurants and Mexican restaurants there are, and the accessibility of tacos in the Lone Star State. I'm going to go with tacos. Tacos should be, right now, you know, for me, as far as I'm concerned, it's the unofficial uh, uh, food of Texas. Well, we want everybody everybody to meet you. Go ahead. Say what? We want everybody to meet you, and we want to talk about tacos. Uh, We'll also have a little bit of local food news later in this podcast, so hang with us here on Eats Beat. Uh, Mondo, tell us about your show, and about tell us what made you fall in love with tacos across Texas. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I'm Mexican, you know, I'm Mexican. (laughs) I'm I'm Tejano. (laughs) I was born and raised here. And, you know, I always say I was born with a tortilla in my hand. And so, you know, I think it's it's part of the culture. You know, it's part of the culture that that you see here in Texas, whether you're part of it. You grew up with the Mexican-American roots uh, or Chicano roots. or if you actually are a transplant into Texas, I mean, you were, you were eating tacos. So, you know, for me, it's about, it's an extension of my culture for sure. Um, and, but it's also, you know, a way to engage people, you know, not only in the food and how it's made and the recipes, but where that food comes from. And, and once you understand where that food comes from, uh, the people behind them understanding their stories, um, the the migration patterns that happen, and to be honest, there's a lot. There were a lot of tacos here already. You know, this was part of Mexico, and so for me, it's, it's definitely um, a. I guess it's my passion, if you will. Turn my my passion turned into actually a job, which is awesome. <laughs> and so, so I, I I started you know back in the day when people blogged. Uh, so we started a taco blog called Taco Journalism. Uh, from there, wrote a couple books, The Tacos of Texas. Uh, that turned into a PBS uh, uh, docu-series on YouTube. And then from there, 
we actually created um, the United Tacos of America, where we travel across the U.S. and talk about tacos and taco culture. But here back in Texas, I was like, we got to bring it back home. So uh, I pitched our Tacos of Texas podcast uh, to Austin's NPR station here at KUT in Austin. And, um, you know, and it just kind of uh, went from there. And, you know, for, for me, yeah, I always say tacos is we use tacos as a Trojan horse to understand people, um, communities and even social issues, you know, social justice issues around, you know, diversity, around uh, gentrification, sure. and, you know, those kind of issues. So for what I try to do with our, with our podcast is bring bring in those elements, not only of the food, but also like, well, what are the certain issues that are tied to that? You know, so you'll see some of our episodes that are really focused on that food, like birria or like the roots of Biscada in, El, in the El Paso, West Texas area, where there's a mix of cultures with the Chinese uh, railroad workers, as well as the, with the farm workers, uh, you know, Mexican farm workers, and how that disc kind of came to be. Um, so we explore culture through through that vehicle of, of, of the taco. You, since you mentioned Beria, and since, since Beria tacos are a fad now that's lasted <laughs> you know, more than a year here that suddenly caught on and everyone had to start doing birria tacos. Hurtado yeah. Barbecue, the Mexican place in Arlington yeah. is, is one of the main places. And, and there's a little place on Belknap that's known for Here we have uh, Mondo's Beef Birria. Uh, that's tell, tell everybody who is, is not accustomed to birria tacos, you know, about birria tacos and how they differ from the other tacos that we get. Sure, sure. Well, you know, birria is actually rooted in from the state of Jalisco, Mexico. And it actually came through uh, uh, San Diego and California, L.A. Uh, the traditional birria is birria de chivo, which is goat. Um, and then that Tijuana style actually came through uh, with using beef. And, and then that really kind of stuck here in Texas because we are a beef-heavy state. And so, so it's a, a, a stewed meat. Uh, that's cooked over, you know, a long period of time in in chiles, in onions and garlic and cumin. And what it does it, and it's you could do like a roast, uh, definitely ribs, beef ribs, and that all, you know, the beef ribs kind of gives it that cardiness, you know, of the stew. And um, and then th the traditional way was just to eat it, you know, in a plate or in a bowl. But, um, you know, just I think, you know, with the taqueros, they kind of wanted to, you know, get into that birria game and, and serve them with the tacos. They do the dip, the dip thing. It's great for Instagram. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's, there we go. yeah, that's La Tunita. And that's a quesabirria where they do the, the, the cheese sizzle on the tortilla and man, it's just, it's just delicious. And so, so, so it's a big, you know, it's happening, you know, pretty much, you know, across America really, but it, it was rooted out in California. Now we're doing it big time here in Texas. Um, there's still some places that are doing it like the traditional style, which is goat, but they're um, more, more so they're doing the beef, but it has a, a really rich flavor um, depending on the spices, they're definitely, they're more like uh, savory spices uh, or, you know, the ancho chiles or the guajillo chiles. Um, I mean, uh, you know, though, though the picture you showed, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a home cook, so I'm always cooking. Yeah. 
You know, okay. so, yeah, exactly. So I, I eat what I write about. <laughs> and and there are probably about 10 restaurants now serving Bidia tacos. So, yeah. You know, you have tacos in, in the Fort Worth area, Paco's, Hurtado, Panther City, uh, you mm -hmm. know, quite a few of the smaller cafes and, and trucks have them. Steve, why don't you flip through some of the other food that uh, Mondo uh, showed us pictures of, and let's talk about some of these other tacos. Trompo. This is from Dallas. Yeah, that's from Dallas. That's from uh, Dallas Trompo, uh, Luis Olvera. Uh, he's out in Oak Cliff. And um, that's actually one of my favorite taquerias. You know, it's uh, this Monterrey style trompo, uh, which is the, you know, you'll see right, you see it right there in the in the photo. Um, uh -huh. And it's, 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 it's a, a variation of the Al Pastor, but it's different. So they, ask, this, this is what we usually see and think of Alpha Store. Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a different recipe for sure, and so uh, but it's that Monterrey style, and it's uh, you know he usually does like a, uh, on Tuesdays uh, a pop up uh, at his restaurant with um, uh, live fire with with coals, uh, which is really nice. And uh, you know they're small, they're street tacos. You you eat you know you know, four or six at a time, and they're delicious. Um, and uh, I think he, he just opened up a new place in East Dallas as well. And so, and, and Luis is actually part of uh, one of our episodes called the, um, uh, the Taco Economy. And, <laughs> and so we really focus on, you know, the, this idea of like, well, you know, what does the, the taco bring what the taco dollar what does it, what does it bring to texas so we talked to luis and what it takes for him to open up you know his own shop uh to we talked to the restaurant association here in texas and then we also talked to the pew hispanic center uh pew research center around the impact of mexican restaurants in the united states as well as in texas um, well, it's probably 30% of the restaurant economy, at least 30 oh, or 40%. You know, you know what he said? He, he gave me this amazing stat that one in 10 restaurants in the United States are Mexican restaurants. Yeah. You know? Steve, what other, what other tacos do you want to ask about? Did you oh, see here's some, some bar bar barbecue that, uh, with, the, with the tortillas? We see a lot of that around here. Yeah. This is Edio's is in... And that's in Houston. In Houston. Yeah, Edio's Texas Barbecue. So part of that story, this, uh, this is a great marriage between barbecue and tacos. This is that's what exactly what I was going to say, because it's part of that Texas culture that we grew up with in our backyards, you know, and it was uh, Mexican-Americans uh, just doing what they could, you know, with, you know, with chicken and pork um, and definitely brisket. And, and then, you know, you had the dads and the cousins and the sons. Uh, smoking outside, smoking the meats. And then you also have, you know, the the moms and the abuelas making the tortillas and the salsas and, you know, kind of those different condiments. And it's really kind of that marriage of what you, what, how you grew up in Texas around, you know, utilizing, you know, the beef and the pork and what have you, but also bringing in those flavors, the, the picos, the serranos, the jalapenos, and really kind of, and the, you know, something that brings it all together is the tortilla, the flour tortilla. Are there any particular restaurants in, in uh, Fort Worth or Tarrant County? You mentioned Trompo in Dallas. Are there any you've run across? Yeah, for sure. You know, you know, it's interesting because 
you know, as a taco journalist, like I feel like my job is is more of a a guide um, to telling these stories. But I allow other people to to tell their own stories, and and that's the I think that's the um, the beauty of a podcast. And then the shows that we've had is we talk to just regular folks about what they want to do, what, you know, why they do it, how they cook it, and what's their story. But as well as, you know, uh, back when we did uh, the Tacos of Texas uh, book, we had a the, taco, the, the Texas Taco Council. And, but for this podcast, we actually, a la uh, daily, The Daily Show, we have junior taco correspondents. So I want to <laughs> give, give a shout out to, uh, to NEATS214, and who is our uh, junior taco correspondent uh, out in the DFW area. And he's always posting, you know, and I've been to some of these, and these are pretty amazing. Uh, you know, the uh, Hurtado Barbecue, uh, Vaqueros Texas Barbecue, um, you know, some, one of my, uh, I just mentioned Oak Lift, but old school uh, Revolver uh, Taco Lounge. It definitely is yeah. in, in Dallas, the camp, yeah. I believe. It just opened up again. And uh, and those 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 guys were in my in my uh, PBS series as well, and um, yeah. So whenever I'm like out, you know, traveling across the state, I'm always like, all right, what's a new spot? And you know, like, yeah, here's my litmus, litmus test. If there's a bunch of Mexicans in line, it's a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you get on? It doesn't have to be the Instagram. It, <laughs> I don't just follow the Instagram. <laughs> Steve is asking what I'm thinking. Go ahead, Steve. How do you get on the Taco Council? And, and I wonder how you. I wonder how you get promoted from junior taco correspondent to senior taco correspondent. Oh yeah, you 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 got to have a, a hearty belly. <laughs> <laughs> now there are for for all the the. Uh, Taco beginners watching this, you know, there are only a couple of restaurants, traditional old Tex-Mex restaurants, who actually fry their crispy tacos in the shell. Uh, mm-hmm. Joe T. Garcia's has been around since 1935. Yeah. The original, the two, the, the, the restaurants that have been around since the 20s and 30s fry their crispy tacos in the shell, and they have the, the original crispy tacos the, uh, that are pinched and, and folded and, and uh, fried. And then, uh, so people are just beginning to get the difference in the the uh, crispy beef taco, soft beef taco, yeah. the things they, that they're familiar with at, uh, you know, at restaurants that are, you know, mostly, you know, just, just mostly, uh, mostly Texans. And, and, and uh, they're just learning about all the different other uh, street taco fillings and all the different yeah. ways to have tacos with. with One of my favorite fillings, uh, uh, Salamone, uh, they do a tripe taco. And that is really good. It's kind of, kind of, it's kind of crispy. Crispy, crispy. We say usually say crujente or suave. Yeah, so crispy or soft. Yeah, I like it. I like it crispy. You know, they they take it, they pull it out of the drawer, put it on the grill, and crisp it up a little bit, and then and then throw it in the shell. And that's one of my favorite. And then uh, uh, Gino with the with revolver, he. Yeah. Uh, he does an octopus one that I like a lot. That, oh uh, yeah! Uh-huh. Oh my god, that guy just kills it with with with, uh, with the octopus and everything that he's doing. Super creative, and um, you know he does this uh, his pulpo, which is the uh, the, the octopus al trompo. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that. That's like just just looking at that is is just super impressive. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you do get you do get you know people that are used to kind of you know uh, the term Tex-Mex 
you know, old school Tex-Mex. The old school, the, you know, so you do have, you know, a lot of that. When you think of Tex-Mex, you think of queso, you think of, you know, the crispy taco, even breakfast tacos, obviously. Um, but then there's the, you know, the, the I, I don't say authentic, uh, you know, I say traditional, you know, traditional ta- Mexican tacos are like your tripas that you just mentioned, uh, Steve, uh, carnitas, tacos al pastor, suadero. Actually, why don't you just like read my menu? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There you go. There's, a list. There's the, AB, the ABC list. The, uh, you know, Mondo, uh, lately there have been a couple of taquerias that opened up here. Uh, you know, Mariachi Tacos and, and uh, Valenti's Tacos, and they're vegan taquerias. And, and they, have, uh, they have all the sauces and they have handmade tortillas and fresh chopped vegetables. But the, uh, you know, like instead of the pastor is a, a little, uh, just a little protein that a, a little, uh, you know, just a little substitute. And, it, and they, yeah. uh, Mondo, these tacos taste good and they don't have any meat. I mean, <laughs> have you written about vegan taquerias? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I have plenty. And, you know, uh, Mariachi's, uh, uh, the original location I went there, uh, it has been a while, but, you know, I think, you know, I think what they're doing now with those flavors is really good. Right. So, so it all comes down to like the, does it have a good spice, a, a good, a good, you know, is it, you know, savory? Um, uh, does it have, you know, the, like the, the traditional, you know, uh, uh, chilies that are more for kind of that flavor profile or, or the heatness. Right. And so I feel like, you know, with the vegan tacos, people are really kind of like sticking to some of those traditional flavors and actually bringing that in. Cause when you think about, you know, when people think of like vegetarian or vegan, uh, a lot of people associate that with like just very like timid food, like you know, not not a lot not at of all. Wow, right? Yeah. So yeah. I, I went to Valenti's the other day. I mean, the, the little pastor tacos. Yeah, I said, "What is this made of?" They said, "Well, it's gluten." I said, "It's just gluten." They said, "Yes, it's 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 gluten, but all the the salsas and the tortillas and the yeah the, the vegetables and the peppers and everything else were just as as vivid as any other taqueria. Yeah. And, and I mean, it, uh, I mean they were really good. That's all you have to do, you know, get a good salsa matcha on some tofu and what have you, you know. But then again, you know, you eat that, you're going to be hungry like in an hour. So <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to get my seconds at, a, <laughs> at the other, at, at the trompo. <laughs> now, what is what is the appropriate number of tacos for a taco dinner? Two, three? How many tacos uh, do you think should be in a Well, you know, the, the, the traditional uh, tres al pastor <laughs> is usually your go-to, depending on the size but in texas you know like you have the barbecue tacos they're huge you could get full with with like one maybe one and a half <laughs> depending on like the 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 the, the, the uh, how much the brisket is <laughs> per pound earlier so three is good three is a good spot three's a, if it's a smaller street taco then i go with like a six for sure. <laughs> a six pack of the small tacos. So. There you go. Six pack to go with your modelo. <laughs> Steve, where do you, do you have any other taco thoughts? Where do you go? Oh, here's Dallas. Yeah, but, yeah, that, that's a full portion for you, right? Is that pretty much what you'll eat? <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's exactly what you're looking for. And uh-huh. then, you know, you, and yeah, just put put your taco well, right let's, there. Let's talk with this. You look for the limes, the pico, you look for the, you know, you look yeah, for all, so, all the combination of flavors. So we, we call this the, the Holy Trinity. Uh, it's the tortillas, the, los fillings, 
the you know what goes inside and then and then the salsas and so so you want to make sure you have that combination and sometimes you know you do have the uh, obviously the you have the lime you always have to make sure you have that especially for street tacos and um or or a pico you know uh especially you know if you have depending on the the style of taco but then like you know if you're gonna do like a pork taco that's usually go with a good creamy uh green salsa um or or chile de arbol you know goes great on a carne asada you know so you just gotta figure you know you gotta depending on your palate obviously you know, you just got to like, you know, get, get, and, you know, I recommend taking like salsa sips or shots. <laughs> be like, salsa oh, shots. better with this. Mm, it's like a, it's like a fine wine. Yeah, downtown, we have salsa limon and uh, they have the sauces kind of lined up in little squirt bottles with little cups that you can pour it in. So I've done that little sauce thing where you take, yeah. <laughs> take a shot of to see what it is before I put it on my taco. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And I, I mentioned that I'd been to Belenti's on the Blue Mountain Circle. The sauces they bring you all three: the, you know, the 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 deep red and the green, and then the the, yeah. the bright orange, the avocado cream, and all the. They yeah. bring you all the choice, all, all the choices, the poblano sauce. So, you, yeah, you, you you get you get a lot of the variety. The, yeah, uh, and then yeah, I wrote this week get, about you know, as you travel across Texas, you do get that variety. Like right now, like the big thing is salsa matcha. Um, and, but, you know, if you go down to Brownsville, you get like a really good, like, um, a green sauce or in West Texas, we always infuse the Mexico and the New Mexico. So you get the hearty, um, uh, green and the red, you know, like usually that also goes with enchiladas. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. We were in Marfa and Fort Stockton last week and it felt like we were halfway to New Mexico. It was, you know, oh, yeah. the, the salsas and the, the spices were so different. The, yeah. Uh, the, is there anything that Dallas-Fort Worth is distinctive for or known for? Uh, you know, when you get over to the Tex-Mex plate, you know, we're legendary because our restaurants here have this funky thing called the soft cheese taco that's just a, a, a tortilla filled with cheese and soaked in queso. And mm -hmm. and in Houston, they don't have that on most of the Tex-Mex menus. Is there yeah. anything in, in taquerias that is more popular in Dallas-Fort Worth? I know that many of the people who live here came from uh, Guanajuato and San Luis Potosí, and yeah. that's what influences a lot of the, the taquerias here. Yeah, yeah, it all depends on, you know, the the influence of uh, the, uh, you know, the immigrants that come through, you know, but uh, but as well as, you know, you know, Dallas has a lot of those, you know, the, the Tex-Mex um, plays that have been around since the 50s, you know. So I think that, that that's that's part of the culture as well as, you know, the new new immigrant experience where like Monterrey is a big, you know, I think, you you know, I think uh, with with uh, Trompo, they kind of started, you know, uh, kind of that that trend, if you will. Um, then now you're seeing more more places do Trompo, um, people from Monterrey. I mean, I, I was just uh, I was just down in Dallas. Uh, um, uh, maybe about a month ago. No, no, no. It was I, I was on vacation for a month, so it was like a couple of months ago or something like that. And um, you know, we were um, working with uh, some FC Dallas fans and doing a carne asada, and almost everybody was from Monterrey. Monterrey. You know? Yeah. Uh, and of course, I wrote about Daybreak Cafe this week. The little the, their tacos are still a dollar and a quarter. It's tough to find a dollar taco anymore but they're talking about cafe or 
dollar and a quarter. The hamburgers are less than three dollars. And, you know, it's one of these places you mentioned. He His hours are from five in the morning to four in the afternoon. And so at five thirty in the morning, there's a long line of work trucks, construction trucks, yeah. guys having their breakfast tacos and picking up tacos for lunch. And the, uh, so that's you know, that, that's he, he's he's catering to the working crowd. And, yeah, uh, you know, he's filling all the he's helping fill up all the the all the West Side workers with tacos so they can work hard. Yeah, so, yeah uh, well, you know, I think that's that's part of the the impact of this taco economy. You know, if it's it's people that want the the flavors from home, and they start their own taquerias, or maybe it's the next generation doing it because it's part of the family culture, and. Um, and you know they're here to serve the communities that they live in, and a lot of them it's for hardworking people. You know that it's not just yeah you do you see a lot of great you know tacos now you see a lot of like even taqueros that are posting to Instagram and all that stuff and that's that's fine and all, but you know the taco is like you know there to support communities and they've been doing it you know for years the taco truck that sets up you know it's the you know the pop-up the small mom and pop restaurant and so you know i think part of that part of the the story of tacos is the story of immigrants and so and really kind of understanding like the value of like oh what is this influence of immigrants in a state like texas and that's you know that's some of the issues that we explore and the connections over time you mentioned gino at revolver gino's yeah. family in michoacan is yeah. from the same hometown where the joti garcia's family came from a century to go to fleet pancho villa they're from the mm -hmm. same little towns in michoacan and I wondered in the beginning when Gino came, why some of his sauces were so much like Dochi Garcia's sauces. And yeah. you know, a hundred years later, he came in with some of the same, you know, some of the some of the same influences. I'll tell you, I was in uh, Stockholm on uh, on a on a vacation about four or five years ago, and they happened to be having a mariachi festival in Stockholm, and they brought in oh. mariachi bands, and they had actually shipped taco trucks over from Houston by boat so that there could be Houston taco trucks in the oh, middle of Stockholm. Suite. That's amazing. It was a great suite. I, I said, what this is like being in Texas. I walked up and started talking to the, I said, there's a Texas plate on this truck. And we started, you know, talking to the people who ran the trucks and they, they were brought over from, from Houston for the, for the festival. So it, it was amazing. Tacos were in they, Stockholm. Were they school buses? Cause I was going to, that these, these, uh, they, they were buses, school buses. Yeah. They were like, panel trucks. Like a trend like, there that they use yeah, school they, buses in Houston. The the school buses they look they look great. That makes a great truck. We see the panel trucks more, but the uh, these were the panel trucks. But the it was uh, you know tacos around the world. So yeah, uh, well I tell great. you, you know, the thing the thing is like I always tell people it's kind of funny, but Mexicans are everywhere. And you know <laughs> when you're in Iowa, I just did an interview with uh, uh, a station in Iowa. And, you know, whether you're like in a Mecca, like Los Angeles or Chicago or Houston, I mean, you're going to find that influence, you know, of, 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 you know, the Mexican, not only the people, but the flavors. Um, and, you know, the thing is like uh, tacos, you know, people have been saying this for years, but tacos are the new burgers. You know, you're going to, you're going to be eating more of that and more than, more than any other food. And, and why not? You know, it's delicious and you get the variety, um, you know, it, it gets you, you know, your, your, your mouth, your mouth starts watering and you take a big old bite and man, you're set for the day. 
And uh, what about Asian influenced tacos? I know yeah. you mentioned something about that before. Yep. This uh, Texas Monthly just had a story recently about, like, uh, I think uh, Gino and and the uh, from Revolver and uh, uh, Omasaki there's an- and Irving. Yeah, there, there's another place here too. I think that that mm-hmm. is a, has a uh, Asian taco influence. One of the places mm-hmm. up. Uh, yeah, in North Tarrant County, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's a lot to be honest. You know, um, it's about uh, you know when you think about you know restaurants in general. When you look in the back, who's working in the back? In, you know, it's a, a lot of Latinos, a lot of immigrants, family, yeah, Mexicans, or or you know even Central Americans, and so they infuse that. And then you know you have places that pop up that do a beef bulgogi taco. I mean, it's like the marriage of like Korean beef barbecue meets with a tortilla and, and, you know, instead of a, a salsa, they do a sauce. You know what I mean? Like whether it's a sriracha sauce or, or um, a garlic sauce or what have you, or you have Filipinos, you know, doing very similar, you know, very similar uh, ways of cooking. You know, the, and, and so you you bring those elements together, and you know we did um, a show with um, so p- part of uh, how I create podcasts and and these shows is I'm a producer for a production company called Identity Productions, and so we we really focus on telling stories of uh, people of color, not only across Texas, but, you know, across the U.S. And we have one of our, uh, uh, one of our um, hostess, um, her name is Isabel out of Houston, and her show is called Ate, which is an Asian uh, um, hacks and cheats to Asian cooking. And so we've always kind of played around with like, you know, like how do we kind of bring all those elements together? Because you're in Texas, you're going to, you know, you're going to eat a balmy taco and, and with, you know, French bread at the same time, you know, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So there's, there's that, a lot of that influence, especially coming through uh, Houston because it's so diverse, you know, it's a, the, the most diverse city in America. So so you you get those flavors and it's part of that Texas culture that you see. So it's not limited, you know, just to kind of the traditional uh, that uh, tacos that you see out there. I love remembering when I was in Corpus Christi in a sushi restaurant and a strolling mariachi band came in and I thought, you know, that, this is, I know I, I know I'm in the deep the real part of Texas now. So. Exactly. Uh, Mondo, I need to mention some restaurant news for just a minute and then we'll let yeah. you tell about your your show. I mean, Steve, I don't know what you have. I want to just remind everybody, Restaurant Week runs through Labor Day. You can get lunch for $19, dinner for $49 at B&B Butchers. Some of the others that are good deals, the Rise Souffle for $39, uh, Bunnell's, Grace, Waters, they all have $49 dinners, and Silver Fox is doing it as carryout. If you want to take your $49 uh, Lena Pope Charity Restaurant Week special dinner curbside and take it home and stay out of the dining room, uh, Silver Fox is doing that dinner curbside. And the one news item I've got is that the Tavern on Hewland reopens September 1st. And until then, try Town Grill in Alliance, which is just like it. Uh, Steve, do you have any other food news or things? No, I'm at, uh, I did a couple of restaurant weeks uh, last week, and it was great. I mean, it's just uh, really nice. Where did you go? Let's see. I went to B&B, and I went to Wicked Butcher. Okay. And, uh, I think Wicked Butcher, I think they finished up already, but uh, so you can't go there, but that was really good. (laughs) Right. Mondo, tell us. They had had an eight ounce steak and they had uh, shrimp, and and that's really good for for the $49. 
Wicked, people loved Wicked Butcher. I'm sorry that they didn't continue it through Labor Day. You can still go to Wicked Butcher or RTB, the rooftop bar at that hotel, and you can book those on resi.com, R-E-S-Y. They're not on open table. You have to look on resi. Uh, Mondo, tell everybody where to see your work and hear your work. Oh, yeah, for sure. So go to identity uh, identity.productions. And so what we really focus on is, is storytelling from a point of view of people of color and through food, through lifestyle. Uh, you can catch us on, on Instagram, um, Identity uh, Productions, Identity.Productions. And on the Texas Standard, is that right? Yeah, and so the podcast, you can listen to us on uh, Tacos of Texas, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on, on KUT or KUTX Studios. You can just Google Tacos of Texas podcast. Um, and so you'll get, we're down, there's new episodes coming out every other week. So I believe we just published our fourth episode uh, uh, and we cover everything from you know the roots of certain foods like a discada if you don't know what that is like, you know we can look at look it up we could we talk about taco misinformation uh, or the uh, taco economy in Houston we spend time 24 hours with a with a with a Tex-Mex pitmaster, if you will. <laughs> yeah. um, and so, and then, and then also like we, we, we talk to folks that, you know, aren't on Instagram or on the radar. So we just go talk to mom and pop taqueros and taqueras and tortilleras about what it takes to, you know, to survive, you know, through COVID. Um, and so, so we really explore a lot of those issues um, and, uh, yeah, so, and then we have our old episodes on YouTube, look up Tacos of Texas. We have uh, United Tacos of America as well. Um, and definitely, you know, reach out if, you know, if you have a suggestion of a place that we should talk about or should go, um, we're always, you know, luckily we've been, you know, uh, doing this for quite a number of years now. My partner and I, Dennis Burnett. And, um, you know, we've been able to, you know, find different stories from across Texas, you know, from the Valley, McAllen and Brownsville to West Texas to East Texas. You know, we kind of have, uh, you know, uh, and then we have a lot of help with our junior toggle correspondents. <laughs> yeah. Mon- Mon- if somebody wants to be a junior correspondent, who do they contact? Oh, uh, they can contact me, send me a message. <laughs> <laughs> they have to mail like proof they've had a taco. They have to know. They have to know their taco game, though. Okay, they have to be on top of their tacos. And it has uh, to be more. It has to be go beyond beyond the photo. They have to understand the community, <laughs> you know, at the core and the people. Thank you for talking about tacos, tajanos, and everything wonderful about you know all the wonderful foods that people bring to us here in Texas. We hope, Mondo, that you'll come back and be with us again soon. I'd, I'd be happy to. Thanks so much, thank, y'all. Thank you. Until next time, I'm Bud Kennedy. Thanks, okay. Steve. I'm on the radio.